Good morning, and welcome to A Healthier You. I am your host, David Christopher, with my co-host, Vaughn. This morning, we're going to talk about ways of helping you to be healthier. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, David. Um, we've got a great show planned. I'm sure you do. So you want to fill me in what we're talking about? Well, just recently, I had uh, a question about anemia. Oh, anemia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, you want a simple answer. There may not be a simple solution, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a number of different types of anemia. So let's talk a little bit about them. Okay. Um, pernicious anemia. That's where uh, you're, you're lacking in vitamin B12. Mm. And so the um, guess best solution is to get vitamin B12. Exactly. The problem is, is where do you get vitamin B12? Plants don't make vitamin B12, and neither do animals. So <laughs> where do we find B12? They say that uh, vegans, vegetarians, have a problem with B12 because they don't eat any animals, and they find um, that animals have B12. But uh, that's not the whole solution because uh, they may or they may not. Like I said, animals don't make B12. People don't make B12. Plants don't make B12. Uh, What makes B12 is bacteria. So what we have, this is the way it's always been, is we we have um, certain bacteria in our intestinal tract, in our colon, that um, consumes our mucosa and excretes vitamin B12. Isn't that interesting? That's the way it's supposed to be. But the problem is, if you take antibiotics, you wipe out all the flora, you're wiping out that particular strain that produces vitamin B12. Now you don't make any B12. Now isn't that amazing how even the tiniest little whatever on the face of the earth is an important particle of, of our entire health. It's true. Uh, it's interesting when Linnaeus first classified, you know, living living creatures, they, they, they had um, vegetables and animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was before they knew anything about bacteria. <laughs> so then they had to add bacteria into the whole regime of living things. Bacteria is around before plants and animals were. Yeah, for sure. And so bacteria has you know, <laughs> been here around a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are like, ooh, antibacteria, antibacteria, you know. But there's, there's a bacteria that is damaging to our system, and then there's bacteria that is actually beneficial. And so um, we, we, we have, they, they've discovered almost 400 different flora in our uh, intestinal tract um, that are beneficial. And then and there are more, more being discovered every day. Right, exactly. Okay. So like I said, when you, when you take an antibiotic, you wipe out all that flora. And all those things that were beneficial, then you don't have any more. And but do do people actually realize that when they do take an antibiotic? I mean, are they told? Well, I'm sure they don't. Because the doctor doesn't say we're going to wipe out all your friendly flora. Well, they don't. They just say we're going to get rid of the bacteria. Yeah. And the thing is, is that was what antibiotics do. They get rid of bacteria, but they get rid of 
uh, friendly and unfriendly. <laughs> you know, they just get rid of bacteria. That's what they do. They kill bacteria. Right. Uh, one thing that uh, they, they kill is um, candida albicans, which everybody goes, yay, yay, yay. Mm-hmm. But uh, candida albicans is actually a friendly flora. It's there for a purpose. That particular flora breaks down sugar and alcohol and utilizes that. So uh, you don't have to worry about getting uh, candida albicans back in your system. And once you take an antibiotic, all you got to do is like touch the table here, put it to your mouth. You've got it. You've got it back again. It's in the environment. You can't get away from candida. So that's not one that you have to worry about, you know, getting back. But I find it's interesting. This is what I find interesting is that antibiotics wipe out all this flora. Mm Mm-hmm. But herbs do not, even herbs that destroy bacteria. So you have garlic. This is really interesting. You have garlic that uh, actually breaks down uh, candida albicans when it's in its overgrowth state. So when when you have an overgrowth, uh, an abundance of uh, candida albicans, which usually happens when you wipe out the other ones, and then get that one back in, and it grows prolifically, and it, it becomes the dominant one. Mm-hmm. When it becomes dominant, it actually changes its morphology, grows appendages, and actually will drill through your intestinal tract, creating, seeking the constant glucose in the blood. I mean, it, everything does things for a purpose, you know? Right, right. And so I mean, when it's in that state, garlic will destroy it. Interesting. But when it's in its normal state, it won't. That's unheard of in the drug industry. That's interesting. That is totally unheard of in the drug industry. That the herbs are more are smarter than the drugs. <laughs> uh, all root vegetables tend to be prebiotics. Mm. Now, a prebiotic, different than a probiotic, probiotic is the flora that's supposed to be there. A prebiotic feeds that flora. And so garlic, being a root vegetable, actually feeds the friendly flora but not necessarily bad for mm-hmm. They may require different things. But uh, I find it's interesting that garlic will destroy candida albicans when it's overgrowth, in an overgrowth, when it's in a parasitic condition, but it won't destroy candida albicans when it's in a normal flora that it's supposed to be. That's amazing. Yeah, there, there's another flora that's interesting uh, that we've I th- mentioned on the program, I think, before, and, and that is one that um, uh, helps prevent kidney stones. Oh, what's that? Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have asked you. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got it there. And these long names I don't. I don't have memorized. Oh, come it's on. It's called oxalobacter formigens. Sure. See, that's why I haven't got it memorized. <laughs> Say that again if you can. Yeah. So, any rate. Um, That, uh, you know, people say, oh, stay away from foods with uh, oxalates in them, like spinach. Right. You know, oh, don't eat spinach, don't eat spinach. Right, right. But no, mm-hmm. our system's designed to to utilize that efficiently. Mm-hmm. But when that floor is not there, then uh, it, it doesn't, and then you get kidney stones and, you know, calcium deposits and such, you know. Hmm. So, um there's so much involved in nature and doing things the natural way. And um, we just need to uh, work with nature. Go back to holistic a holistic pro- time, yeah, principles. A lot, a lot of times we don't understand 
why. We just understand that it works. And that's not good enough for the medical profession. You know, they, they got, we got to know why. For the pseudo-intellectuals. But there's that so many things I go through, uh, and I'm getting a lot of the information out of my book, uh, Handbook of Pathophilic Physiology. But anyway, there's so many things that uh, they go, we don't know why it, this happens, <laughs> you know? Hmm. It's like, here's the disease. We don't know why it ha occurs. Hmm. That happens a lot in medicine. You know? mm -hmm. so. but, but if you use some common sense, maybe you could trace it back. Because I think a lot of times, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but I think a lot of times the medical profession treats the symptom, the disease, the whatever, without getting back to the true root of the problem to begin with. They only see, oh, you're coughing, we're going to stop you coughing, you know, or whatever, or, or whatever. And so they never delve into what created the problem to begin with, so that they miss it all the time. Exactly. Okay. So, with uh, pernicious anemia, mm -hmm. the problem is, as they see it, right. you don't have any vitamin B12. Exactly. But they don't look at... Well, we just wiped out all your whole source. Exactly. Because, you know, I, I used to look at this whole situation. I'm going, if we need B12 so badly, and we do. I mean, you, you have to have proper mental functioning. You need B12. You know, uh, DNA uh, replication, you need vitamin B12. Uh, making blood cells, you need B12. Exactly. You need B12. Is it, so why isn't it in the food chain? That's what's strange, and I couldn't ever figure that out until exactly. I found out that we do have that friendly flora in our intestinal tract that c produces B12. Yeah. So even though we don't make it, the bacteria in our system makes it. Yeah. But then if we take antibiotics, we wipe that out. So I'm thinking about eating animals as a source for B12. When did they find out that those animals had enough B12 that it helped? Who knows? Probably before they gave them antibiotics. Oh, so if an animal's raised normally, it probably has a good source of B12 that, that the body has taken in. Interesting. Because it's produced, uh, you know, as the body needs it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just produced because it's produced there in the colon. Mm -hmm. Now, today, um, you don't do also find B12 uh, present in, in animals. Because they eat dirty food. Yeah, for sure. Now, that, that's what's interesting. We wash and clean everything so well that uh, we clean off where we would normally get some of this friendly flora. Mm -hmm. So um, we advocate, if you have a, your own garden, to, to pick your produce and don't necessarily wash it. Mm -hmm. You know? shake the dirt off <laughs> or whatever, well, you know. Yeah, no, no. I mean, when, I, when I'm picking a zucchini or something and it's been on the ground and this, you know, watering has been on and I pick it and there's mud on it, I'm going to oh, yeah, wash off wash the off. mud. <laughs> but in general, when, when you're using these foods, you know, yeah. if you just, uh, especially if you eat them raw. I like tomatoes. Just eat them right, yeah. right, right off the tree, right off everything. Yeah. And unless you've been out there spraying them, you know. Exactly. And that's a problem. Yeah. But if you have your own garden and, you, and you're doing things naturally, then that thin layer of dust on your produce actually contains a lot of this um, friendly flora that benefits us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can pick it up. I'm almost, I always, I think of this and I, I remember about uh, aspen trees. Okay. 
you know, and uh, you touch them and you get this white stuff on your hand. That's right. Just from touching them. Mm -hmm. That's all flora, (laughs) you know, and it's beneficial. It's that flora that actually will help raise uh, grains to bread, to make bread. Oh, that's interesting. Well, and I haven't done it myself. I got that from... um, Mountain men, oh. <laughs> that tend to use what they can find, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I haven't done it myself, but that's what I heard. Okay, at any rate. So uh, again, with this uh, vitamin B twelve um, deficiency, you should make it, but then it's also provided by bacteria. And so that's where we have to get it from. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like I said, plants don't make it, and animals don't make it. So we have to find plants that would have it. And sometimes they'll t- test plants and it's like, oh, this has B12. No, 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 it had B12 on it. And so where would that B12 come from? Animal poop? <laughs> so if you're using organic uh, fertilizer mm-hmm. from animals, that then uh, creates a bacteria for the soil, which is very good for the soil. Right. And it's also can get on the plants that particular bacteria. You don't want bad bacteria. You know, right when an animal poops, you don't want it. Mm-hmm. It, it needs to break down into it. Absolutely. Where it's useful, you know. Right, right. It's useful for the soil and stuff. Because where, where if they're pooping on a uh, golf course, <laughs> where they poop is going to be dead. Right. It's going to kill the grass. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be broken down and then used as a fertilizer, exactly. not, not right when it happens. Right. <laughs> That's why... Uh, Animals that are raised uh, by grazing them and moving them constantly. Like white, white oak farms? Yeah, white oak pastures. Yeah, white oak pastures in Georgia. Yeah, they have a lot of thousands of acres. Right. And so they can they can put their cattle and cows and everything, you know, pigs, everything, you know, in a certain area, and then they just move them. Every few, oh, it's like every two or three days they move them. Yeah, and what the guy there says is like, well, we don't eat in the bathroom. We eat in the kitchen. <laughs> and so when you've got animals in the same area pooping and eating and pooping and eating, you're going to get the, the, that bacteria that's bad, that's necessary for breaking that down. Mm-hmm. And they're going to breathe it in, and then they're going to need antibiotics because they got this bacteria, bad mm-hmm. bacteria in their system right. that they got from eating in the bathroom, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Okay, so you got to realize there's bad bacteria and there's good bacteria. And bad ba- even bad bacteria does things beneficial for us over a period of time. But right when they first happen, you don't want to do it. Right. You can get really sick from that. Exactly. So we're, we're looking for this friendly flora. And uh, so you can get B12 on a plant, not in it, not made by the plant. But on but, it. But on it. And then if you grind that up and then you test for B12, you're going to get it. So that, that's why people go, oh, no, no, I found it in this, and I found it in this, and I found it in this. Well, it depends on how it was grown, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they're farming today, everything in the soil is destroyed, and there is no <laughs> friendly flora. And that can only sustain so long, you know. But the natural way of doing things, there's where you're going to find some B12, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, um, as far as foods are concerned, I know... Uh, Vegans, vegetarians, some vegetarians can get it from like eggs and, and milk and stuff, you know. And that's generally because the milk's been fortified, not necessarily because it has exactly. it in it. Exactly. But the eggs do have some in the yolk, not in the white part, but in the yolk. And then if you cook that, uh, that's not so good for 
um, that type of vitamin, okay. water-based vitamin. So uh, they're they're more sensitive to heat. So if you want the B12 in your egg yolk, you want to have it fairly raw. Right. But as far as egg whites are concerned, um, they need to be cooked or you don't get the benefit of the protein that doesn't break down properly. Right. So it's interesting. So an egg yolk gets all those nutrients that, that you don't want cooked. But the white has to be cooked, otherwise you can't get the protein. Isn't that interesting? That's that's an anomaly with that. And so that's why over easy eggs are probably your best bet. <laughs> you know? If you're going to eat eggs, you're going to eat eggs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back to uh, B12. So um, now that we have to kind of rely on B12 being taken in as a food, and it's not that in abundance, you know, because again, most of your B12 was supposed to be supplied by your own intestinal tract. So now you can still get it from other foods and things, but they would have to be involved with uh, production of B12. Mm-hmm. So what kind of foods can you think of um, that manufacture B12? Well, I, We eat it on our popcorn. Yeah, I, uh, nutritional yeast is <laughs> one of my favorites. I sprinkle that on my salads. I put it on my veggies. I put it on our popcorn. I really like it. Actually, it's got a nice taste. Yeah, it does. Um, but that uh, actually produces vitamin B12. Isn't so, that so interesting? So that's why it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's something that uh, uh, vegans who aren't going to get it from a meat supply, and I, a lot of meat eaters aren't going to get it from a meat supply either, depending on how the, the animal is raised. Exactly. But at any rate, um, so B, B2, B12, uh, we can get it from uh, nutritional yeast. What are some other things that aren't plants that might produce B12? People eat them all, all the time. In fact, most people, well, not most people, we are hardwired to reject um, fungus. Oh, Because yeah. fungus can be a real problem in your body. So your immune system attacks fungus. So you must be talking about mushrooms then. Yeah, mushrooms are a fungus. And, so, and then that's kind of an anomaly here because, you know, mushrooms are good for you. So there's a fungus among us? Yeah. So mushrooms are good for you, and um, we can eat them and get benefit from them. But your body's still hardwired. So yeah. when you take in a mushroom, your body goes, oh, no, fungus, and your immune system charges up like crazy. But then realizes oh, there's no problem. Right. And so it's like on a daily basis you can stimulate your immune system with mushrooms. That's awesome. So mushrooms are a good good addition to your diet. It is. And uh, really? one, one of the mushrooms, uh, shiitake, has a nice supply of B12. Mm-hmm. But not as much as some other things. Now, um, this, this is kind of interesting. But um, uh, a lot of vegans uh, like California rolls, which, which don't have animal in them. Sushi California rolls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? What is wrapped in? The seaweed? Mm, yeah, the seaweed is uh, loaded with B12. Really? Because it's, it's we call it a seaweed, but it's bacteria. Mm. So what they do is they capture it and they... Um, lay it in trays, and they dry it, and then they get these thin sheets. But it's really a bacteria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it's, and it's usually purple, but uh, they roast it. 
and and then they found and it turns green. Oh. And then then they find that um, the roasted doesn't lose any of the uh, B twelve. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, vegans, you you need to do something for B twelve because you're not getting any diet, and if you've had antibiotics, you aren't getting it all. Right. Know? Right. So uh, a good place would be mushrooms, mm-hmm. and a good place would be um, the seaweed. The seaweed. Nutritional yeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of vegans go for chlorella or uh, spirulina, mm-hmm. which can have a lot or could have none. Mm-hmm. So they've done a lot of testing and they can't figure it out that sometimes there's zero <laughs> and sometimes there's humongous amounts in uh, spirulina and chlorella. They don't know if it's the manufacturer or what they're doing, but uh, it's so variant that they can't rely on it. They can't even put it on the label because it's so, so, so variant. So those are some things also there. But I, th- I find that's interesting. There's seaweed. Oh, yeah. Just wrap it. What do you wrap your, se- uh, your uh, sushi in? <laughs> if you like sushi. Well, and I can, like I said, and, and vegans would, wouldn't go for your regular sushi. You know, they would They'd go, go for, the, for California. the California roll, which right. doesn't have any uh, animal in it. Right. You know, we've got so much to talk about. Um, we make this a we're, we're probably going to have this part one, and then we're going to have a part two. Okay, let's and, do and that. talking about anemia. But just know that there are natural things you can do, but the most natural thing you can do is don't wipe out your flora. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You don't want to wipe out your flora. Okay. So we still have a couple of minutes left? Um, the music's oh. just starting. Oh, I don't know. I didn't have my headphones on. No. Well, we'll just continue this with part two. So until next week, be happy. Have a healthier you. Mm-hmm.